Are you waiting for something external to happen in your life in order to make you happy? Here's the problem I think that we face a lot of the time is we think that the achievement is the thing that will make us happy. Separate yourself out from what society expects of you. Regardless of your circumstances, regardless of where you're at, you can start living now instead of waiting for that thing to happen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flow Over Fear podcast, where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So, if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to Flow Over Fear, and today I want to talk about how to stop waiting and start living your life. Have you ever felt like you are waiting for an achievement to happen or waiting for something to happen in your life to make you happy or feel fulfilled? Maybe you're waiting for that promotion or you're waiting for uh, that relationship to happen, or you're waiting for some external force or something outside of your control that's down the line to happen to make you happy. We, there's no judgment here because this, this is something that happens to many of us, if not all of us is, you know, we, we dream about things. And when we dream about things, that's not the problem. Dreaming is great. But when we dream about things, a lot of times we fall into this trap of dreaming about an outcome. And when that outcome doesn't come as quickly as we want it to, or when it's not coming closer, our fulfillment, our happiness, or what we perceive as happiness tends to get tied to that outcome happening. And so when things don't unfold exactly as we want them to, in the way that we want them to, or in the, in, in, in the direction of that dream, we get unhappy. We fall into bad habits and even, even worse. You know, I, I talk a lot on, about, on the show about my challenges that I've had with alcohol and with anxiety and, and, and all of that. And I talk about that as something of a cautionary tale. Um, I mean, I mean, I talk about it a lot too to help people to maybe navigate through the challenge, their own challenges and realize that there's hope beyond hopelessness. And that's one of the primary drivers that I want to get to is that there is hope in this world, that, that even beyond hopelessness, and even when we're feeling at our worst, there's hope. But, but a lot of the reason that I share that story is as a cautionary tale, uh, because one of the things that kept me in that disease, in alcoholism, and 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 continued to get me down that rabbit hole where I didn't recover more quickly was this idea that I was just waiting for a better life. I was not making it happen for myself. I thought that I was unable. I felt hopeless in the sense that I felt like I wouldn't be able to make it happen. I, um, you know, right out of college, I, when I, when I, when I started college, I got a music scholarship to go to college, which is really exciting. I loved playing music. I loved playing cello when I was younger and, um, and, and loved playing music. Uh, but one of the most tragic, uh, one of the most tragic mistakes that I made was, uh, it was tell, allowing myself to believe 
that I could never make a living as a musician. Have you ever told yourself something so terrible, like that you couldn't, even though you're good at something, even though you're, you're, you're good enough at it to like get you into a school or, or you feel enough passion around it that it should drive you to want to actually do it for a living. You listen to that society, the society message that tells us that, yeah, but that's a long shot. You could never, you could never do that because that's not, that's not something that traditionally happens. Um, so I, I quit music and, and, and stopped playing it. And, and, uh, and, you know, as expected, I kind of fell into the bad habits of, of alcoholism. I felt very directionless for a very long time. And ultimately I, I settled on a path of, of taking a job, uh, taking, you know, the, the, uh, it, you know, getting into a career and realizing, hey, this could be a good living. This could this could uh, satisfy my needs, and maybe I'll grow with the company and 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 do that. And, and that was that was the path. And I'm not at all saying that that's a a wrong path or a bad path, because you know, for many people, and if you if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I'm happy doing that, then great, you know, keep doing that. That's that's. The path that you're on, that's the path you're called to. I think that that's a beautiful thing. What I'm saying about my experience in that is, is it was a settling experience that I did because I felt it was safe. I felt it was a, a path that would generate in time a, a, a reward of some kind. But the lifestyle I was living was by no means rewarding to me. I felt out of alignment. Because I was settling for a job and I happened to be working in the escrow industry. And if you don't know what the escrow industry is, lucky you. I mean, lucky you for not knowing that. That's it's, <laughs> but it's uh, imagine like a lot of paperwork that requires a lot of paperwork to manage that paperwork. And that's escrow. Um, and I felt like, you know, hey, if I'm, if I do my job well and I keep my nose clean, I could maybe make a middle manager position one day kind of thing like that. But the, the, ultimately it was, it was just this, this time, this period of time where I was waiting. I was going to work. I was shuffling the papers. I was, you know, sending them out. I was fielding calls. I was miserable, but I was thinking, you know, someday, and there's that four letter word, someday, someday this will pay off. Someday they'll see me. Someday this will change for me. Someday they, those people, will do this for me because I'm doing this for them. And of course, that never happened. What what ultimately ended up happening was I got laid off in 2004 uh, because that was just the direction they needed to take the company. I wasn't offering any value. I wasn't offering the right level of value that they needed for my very, very minuscule salary that I was making. And there was a lesson in that then that I didn't learn for many, many years because I was still trapped in that mindset that, you know, as somebody that was seeking safety in a job, in, in, in a, in a position, I, I, and I was sacrificing my happiness or my fulfillment by being in that place or, or being in that situation just because I was waiting for somebody else to lift me up instead of lifting myself up. Uh, I, I wasn't in any safe position at all. One day I had a job, then I didn't have a job 
and I had zero dollars. And at that very moment where I lost my job, I, I may as well have been a starving musician, but at least finding fulfillment in the, in the, in the pursuit I was making. And I say that not to, uh, not to, you know, not, not to say like, poor me in that situation. I use that as an example because obviously over, over time, over the next many years, I was able to, um, to work through a lot of my issues and, and, and discover that. But I even struggle with that to this day where, you know, while, where I will choose an option or I'll look at something and I will, I will decide that I don't, I, I am, you know, going to wait for something to happen in order to be happy about it. And that's just never like really a good path. I think we have to look at ourselves now and really identify uh, what, what is going to make us happy in this moment. Are we, are we choosing, are we making decisions based on what our purpose is or what we're feeling called to do, what fills our cup, what fills us up, what we enjoy? where we serve in the best capacity right now. And yes, there are times where we have to delay gratification. There are many times where we have to do that in order to achieve what we want to achieve. But ultimately, it takes, it, it takes a lot of self-awareness to really be able to see that. And I think I want to challenge people to find that self-awareness. So my question to you is, are you waiting for something external to happen in your life in order to make you happy? Are you waiting for that thing that's going to, you know, change your life instead of really, you know, just identifying that for yourself? Here's the problem I think that we face a lot of the time is we think that the achievement is the thing that will make us happy and or, or you know, the, the thing that's down the line, the big position, the big salary. And, but if we can't make ourselves happy in the moment, we won't be happy when that achievement happens. And I'll bet, I'll bet that you can find an example in your own life where this is true. Have you ever had that situation where you're waiting for the promotion or waiting for uh, the relationship to change or waiting for whatever it was? And you finally got to that point where, where something happened, a position was given to you. And if it wasn't something that was filling you up, that really filled you up to your soul, that was aligned with your core values and aligned with everything, that if it wasn't that way, then it, it made you happy for maybe a moment while that impulsive desire was met. And then over time, you just kind of fell back into that old feeling of discontent. That, that's what happens. And the pain is that when we reach that status, we find ourselves that we're still unhappy because we take ourselves with us wherever we go, right? So I want to talk about a few ways in which you can kind of change that. And regardless of your circumstances, regardless of where you're at, you can start living now instead of waiting for that thing to happen. Start living in such a way now that it makes your life different. And the first thing I would say is, the, the first thing I want to challenge you to do is to separate yourself out from what society expects of you. Uh, you know, when I chose, when I was in college and I was playing music and, and I decided to quit that because I knew that it would, or I felt like I knew that it wouldn't lead to a, a career path that, that would fill me up, uh, or, or to a career path that would, that would, uh, end up being rewarding. I, um, I fell into, so to what I felt society's expectations were of us, you know, find that job, find the, find that thing, you know, whatever, whatever that is. 
And instead of looking at that, instead of expecting what, instead of looking at what society expects of you, instead, know the type of person you are. This is where self-awareness comes in. What type of person are you? Uh, and this is important because you may very well be the person that wants to work in an escrow office. You know, if that's, you know, you may want to spend that time, you want to build the retirement, build that up. And that's okay. That's okay. Don't let me dictate for you what you should expect of yourself. This is a self-awareness piece where you should really pull out of yourself what your core values are, regardless of who you are, regardless of what you want and, and where you're going. So that takes finding, not just finding your core values, but also identifying your deepest fears. These are two very important distinctions because finding those core values tell you what you want to align with, but your deepest fears are going to tell you what you are, what is, where you may be making decisions that are detrimental to you and keeping you quote unquote safe. What are your deepest fears? And there's a way that in which you can, a way in which you can do this. And I've talked about this on previous episodes. It's called fear listing. And this was an exercise that my sponsor took me through when I first got sober in AA. And, uh, and he put a piece of paper in front of me that had the word fears written over the top of it. And he said, list out every single fear you have in your life. And, and it wasn't just so that I would like say, Hey, look at all these fears that I have. But in identifying those, what that did was it got all of those fears out of my head and got them onto a sheet of paper and it organized them. So the first thing of getting them out of my head and onto a sheet of paper took some of the power away from them because I named them. And then I could look through that list and I could categorize them. And we and, and I've talked at, at length on this show about the three root causes of our fears and limiting beliefs um, in a recent series I did where I talked about uncertainty, overwhelm, and self-doubt. And self-doubt played a big role in most of most of the fear that I had. And it, it was, if I dug down deep and dug deeper and deeper and deeper into my root fears, and I discovered this through a lot of therapy. Therapy helps too in identifying your, your deepest, darkest fears. And I'm going to be quite vulnerable with you all right now and share two of my deepest, darkest fears too that have driven a lot of the... The, the, the decisions that I made to try to stay safe. And that fear, those fears were losing control. I feared losing control, which sounds weird coming from an alcoholic uh, who frequently drank myself into lack of control or losing control. Um, but in a way, it was, it was that numbing of that, of that part of my brain uh, with that, even though it kind of sounds paradoxical in a way, was almost that coping mechanism that I needed to to stay out of it, but it was it was self destructive, obviously, and it actually reinforced that fear in me more deeply, to the point where today I I still have that deep dark fear and I work through it, but I I fear it in such a way that I don't want to lose control like that again. I don't want to lose control. It sounds like it could be a healthy fear. Maybe there's a healthy fear in there to you know, not want to lose control. Obviously, you want to stay within the rules, but there's an unhealthy element to it in that I may be making decisions in my life that are not aligned with my core values because I'm trying to avoid losing control or what I perceive to be losing control where it becomes irrational. The second deep, dark root fear that I think 
has driven some decisions in my life is this fear of being a fraud. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, there's a, there's a fear that that I I and that's rooted in in similar fears as like the fear of rejection, the fear of failure, uh, you know, the fear of of success. Yeah, that's right. I actually fear a, a great deal of success because it's more likely in my brain, even though this is irrational, it's more likely in my brain that I might be found out as a fraud if more if I'm more successful. I know, weird, right? But when you think about your deepest, darkest fears, I mean, and you start naming them and you start talking about them with somebody you trust. Uh, and the only reason that I share these now is because I've done some deep work on them and I've gotten to the root of them and I've been able to start to rise above them to the point where I can help other people uh, to, to rise above these kinds of things. And that took a lot of therapy. But uh, it's, it's about sharing from your scars, not your wounds, right? But when we start talking about them out loud, be it with a trusted friend or on a podcast like I am now, you start to see the irrationality in it. You start to you start to really see it, see them for what they are, irrational fears. So what if people perceive me as a fraud? Why does that matter what other people think of me? Why does that matter? As long as I'm living true to my values and I'm working to grow. As long as you're working true to your values. So what does this have to do with starting to live and stop waiting because a lot of times we put off the things that we want because of those deep dark root fears that we won't dig down into and this is you know this is scary and by by its very nature it's scary to dig into those root root causes and again it takes deep work with somebody that has a lot of letters after their name, a lot more letters after their name than I do. I don't have any, so I can't give medical advice. But what I do want to share is that if you can dig deep into those root fears and come to terms with those, you can start to understand. You can start to understand why you're waiting and you're not starting to live your best life. Getting to the root causes of my darkest fears helped me to understand that. Naming them helped me to realize that they might be irrational. And I continue to work to this day to rise above them, to, to realize that those very same things, once I can unblock those fears, I can align myself more closely with my values and start living a more abundant life today. And then you can start to live into the next thing that will help you to stop waiting and start living. And that is to find the things that you can find fulfillment in the journey not just the destination. And this goes to the idea that when we look at the destination, a lot of times, a lot of times we do focus on the destination first. Like, what do we want to achieve? Um, and, and, you know, when I got into my career, it was like, I want to be an executive in a company. And I found myself waiting around for a long time for that to happen, for that achievement to happen so that I could be happy. But what I found was that in all of that time that I was waiting, I was not fulfilled. So was I wasting time just waiting to become an executive in a company? Because I felt that's what needs to happen in order to make me happy. Well, that what, what happens there is you 
ultimately arrive to your destination. You get happy for a few moments. And then you once again, find yourself back at that level, your, your normalized level of happiness. That's why we see billionaires and people who are at the top of companies who aren't very happy because they hit that achievement, but it didn't give them the fulfillment that they want. You have to find that regardless of where you're at. Align yourself with your values so that even if that achievement never comes, you could still find the happiness and fulfillment. That's how you, that's how you find it. So what is the thing? And that takes work. You know, it takes knowing what your values are and knowing what, what aligns you with your values. For me, it took when I got sober, you know, in my early thirties, when I found Ironman triathlon, I had a big goal of, of qualifying for the Ironman world championship. But here's the beautiful thing about that. Even in the time where I wasn't, where I hadn't achieved that goal yet, I was feeling fulfilled and enjoying the journey of competing, of training, of building community, of building connection. It was life expanding. What are the things that will be life expanding for you in the journey? Not just the destination. That's how you can start living right now. Then the next thing I would I would invite you to do is start scheduling your adventure. A lot of us put off the adventures in our lives until we're at a point in our careers where we can we can choose to do it or we can afford it or whatever whatever it might be. But even if it's a small adventure like hiking in the woods or what fills your cup, playing music on the weekends, whatever it might be, schedule it. Put it on the schedule. The things that you enjoy, those adventure moments. When you put them on your schedule you're more likely to do it and make them non-negotiable. Put boundaries around them. Nothing can infringe on the things that fill you up to make you a better person because when you can go on those adventures um, and when I, when I, what I define as an adventure is, is really anything that is filling your cup, filling you up. Uh, you know, it could be skydiving. It could be playing music. It could be reading a book, whatever Whatever puts you in that sense of adventure and joy and fulfillment, schedule it in because that stuff, those things give you the capacity, give you the energy to, to do the other work that you need to do that might not be what you choose at this point, but actually helps you lead, lead you down the direction of, of greater fulfillment. And then the final thing, and this is really important too, is know your worth. Know what your potential worth is and then create that worth. Know what your potential worth is and then create that worth. And I will tell you for everybody in anybody out there, regardless of who you are, your potential worth is, is, is infinite. You have an infinite capacity to create worth, your own potential worth. You were born with worth. I mean, there's, there's this thing, there's this spiritual God-given thing called grace where we are gifted the breath of life, a heartbeat, the existence for the time that we have on this earth. And that is our worth. That is the worth that we have right now. And then we have the potential worth that we can create. That's what you can find. Find that potential worth that you have and start creating it. That is aligned with the values that you have and that will help you to lean more into that life that is worth living right now. Those are my simple suggestions on how to start, how to stop waiting. If you feel like you're just waiting for something to happen, 
and finally start living. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flow Over Fear podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do, and I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then.